I'm going camping this weekend. Oh my gosh. So if this episode is posted by Tuesday, it'll be a miracle. Just so be you know. amazed. Mm-hmm. 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 Hey guys. Hey guys. This is the Witch's Magic Murder <laughs> Mystery Podcast. I'm Kara. I'm Megan. And we are great at life. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything is awesome. I'm going to try to find this email real quick mm. because I want to read it. It's a little snippet. It's a message that was sent to us on Patreon. Mm. Anna Lehman. I think is Lane Lehman. I'm Lehman. sure that's incorrect, and I'm sure Lohman. she'll love it. Mm, Anna. Lawman. Yep. Happy listener ghost story slash hellhounds. Nice. Mm-hmm. Hey, Maybe ladies. Hellhounds. I did. Mm-hmm. Hey, ladies. I just joined the Patreon because I finally finished all your other episodes and miss listening to you on my daily commute. <laughs> I just listened to your hellhound episode, and I couldn't help but think of Irish wolfhounds. I'm obsessed with Irish wolfhounds. I have been since I was little. I want one. I actually so saw one yesterday. Bad. That's so weird. That's the first critters. time I've ever seen one. They're amazing. They're just giant couch potatoes. They're adorable. Yes. Like, I saw it and I was like, they're what massive, is that? And my friend amazing. Austin was yeah. there. And she was like, it's an Irish wolfhound. And I was like, what? Yeah. I want one. Yeah. I, want I cannot one. have any more dogs. No, you can't. And I, no, I don't have time for more, but I would love to have one. Oh, yeah. And a baby cow. My whole, but it's the size of a baby cow. My whole goal is just to collect dogs. All the critters, yes. I don't need anything else anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, Anyways, Anna says, up until recently, my husband and I had an Irish wolfhound named Albus. Yes, Aww. like Albus Dumbledore. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> You're perfect. I know. She said, Irish wolfhounds are considered one of the largest dog breeds in the world, but not a lot of people know about them. We do, Anna. We Clearly. do. I mean, I just learned, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Albus was about 170 pounds and over six feet tall when he was standing on his hind legs. That's amazing. <laughs> and I just want to hug a dog like that. Oh, I bet I bet Albus gave the best hugs. Mm-hmm. Okay. People often said he was the size of a small horse or cow. Oh, just like we said. Okay. Kind of like the descriptions you gave in that episode, but minus the flames and red eyes. They oh, came wow. in all sorts of colors, including black, like the hellhounds, but Albus was a Wheaton in color. Cute. He's just like a scratchy little brown color. Looks like an old man. Yes. Oh. Okay. On to the happy ghost story. Shortly after Albus passed in April, I toured Point Furman Lighthouse in San Pedro, California. In my tour group happened to be a psychic, and he kept asking our tour guide if a hairy boy had died in the house because he felt a child was following us. According to our tour guide, the lighthouse didn't have any records of deaths of children or hairy boys. (laughs) She said, I couldn't help but to think it might have been our Albus, but I was too chicken to ask the psychic anything or mention Albus passing. Either way, I'd like to think it was our sweet pup that still follows me around everywhere just like he did before. 100%. It sure was Albus. It was Albus. Absolutely. Uh, Albus said, I want to go too, Mom. That's so sweet. Oh, I love it. Oh, my God. I hope Dex haunts me someday. I know. Oh, he Dex for sure will. Yeah. Dex is not best friend dex is adorable mm-hmm. just like the naps he takes mm-hmm. and he that's just, all he does really he loves olive yeah and that's all that matters <laughs> all right on to my side piece i've got a short little medical mystery mm-hmm. <laughs> i love those yeah it's a really good one. Oh, medical yeah you just did your full on that and you could probably i'm a doctor yeah that's what we're talking about you can yeah. tell me all I'll, about this i'll yeah. solve this let's mm-hmm. go okay um, Robert Liston, he was a surgeon in the 1800s. You yeah. probably remember him. Of course I do. Yeah, yeah I studied him. Yeah. In, the, in the, medical school 101. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Intro to med school. That first <laughs> chapter of it. <laughs> <laughs> Intro to med school. 
<laughs> every doctor takes that. Everyone, everybody. It's the first class. Such a good one. You all know. Aced it. Okay. Robert was born October 28th, 1794 in Eckelschmacken. What? I said it like in Scotland. Did you? Are, are you sure that's what that was? <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere in Scotland. Sure, it's fine. Starts with an E and ends with a mocking. <laughs> his mom is Margaret Ireland and his dad is Henry Liston. Uh, his dad was a Scottish minister and he was an inventor. Real smart parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's named after his grandpa. His grandpa served as the moderator of the General Assembly of the Church of Scotland. His mom passed away when he was six, so his dad raised him. For some reason, I just got really stuck on the fact that his mom's last name is Ireland mm-hmm. and they live in Scotland. It'd yes. be like, is America somebody's last name? I'm just, it's just for whatever reason. But they live in like Poland. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. I can't. Write to us if, that's, <laughs> if you have a sure. name like that. Okay. Robert studied medicine at the University of Edinburgh when he was 14. Oh. 14. Yeah, that's what I remember about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was real young and real smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like me. Yeah. And then when he was 16, he became the assistant to Dr. John Barclay. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Six years after his study, he traveled to London and he spent a year working under William Blizzard, who was another well-known surgeon. Yeah. Um, and then he returned to Scotland. He was just like, you know what? This is amazing. Um, he starts getting all the attention. Just from, for being a doctor? Yeah. So young? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he became the house surgeon under the surgeon, Dr. George Bell, for the Royal Infirmary oh, of okay. Edinburgh. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, because he just became really popular. People said that in school, he was kind of full of himself, real cocky. Yeah. But again, which, that's what you want from your doctor. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, which doctor is it? Yeah. You don't want an insecure, unsure doctor. Mm-hmm. You kind of want to hate him. Yeah, exactly. And so he, in 1833, he applied to the University of Edinburgh to become the professor of anatomy. 1841, he was elected as a fellow of the Royal Society. And Robert died on the 7th of December in 1847 from an aneurysm. What the crap? What was that? A piece of paper just flew off that phone. Weird. Trash witch throwing trash at us. But why? Why did that just happen? There's nothing on me. There's nothing that would make me. Okay. Evangeline, listen, we've missed you. We really have. We're we're recording right now. We're busy. Oh, that was weird. That was weird. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he died from an aneurysm in his home in London. And after his death, his peers made a marble statue in his honor. Oh. Yep. Um, Okay. But listen, he lived a good life. But also listen to what he did in his life. Okay. You ready? Okay. He had a 300% mortality rate. Oh. As a surgeon. 300? Uh-huh. What? Yeah, he sure did. How do you have more than 100% mortality oh, rate? Oh, yeah, he did it, though. He, he wanted to be the best at everything, and he really outdid himself. He was the best at killing his patients? Yes, he outdid himself. I don't... Okay, so back then, they didn't have any anesthesia. Oh, my so God. So he wanted to be real quick. With your scalpels. Also, back then, they knew that there was a high chance that 
their patients could die. So they made their patients pay up front. That's one thing that I read about these, in these articles. And I was like, that's, I got to tell Megan about this. They that's thought, so morbid. This person might, that's so dark. Yeah, this person might pass. So I got to go ahead and get yeah. that money up front. Can you pay us now in Can case you, we kill you? Right, Thank you. exactly. Thank you. Yep, yeah, yeah. Um, also, in these medical fields where they're performing surgeries, there's tons of people coming to watch. Like you could go sit like you're in bleachers. And watch mm-hmm. a surgery. Mm-hmm. But it was in the open. It wasn't like glass or anything. There's no sterile fields oh and God. environments. It was known that some of them would wear their aprons over and over and over again. Like nobody knew about bloodborne pathogens back then. And it's a, it's a big problem. God, I tell you what. Can you imagine having mm-hmm. to get surgery yeah. with no anesthesia? Oh, no, thank you. No. I'll just die. Thank you. Yeah. And then like the bugs that are in there because the Jesus. smell and critters and I don't it's know just, why you had yeah. to make me think of that. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But apparently the wealthy people could have surgeries in their homes. So they didn't die as often as the people that had to go to hospitals or wards right. or medical wards. Whatever yeah. Well, wealthy it. people are worth, they're more valuable. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, they're more important. I'll go to their house. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So there was no, like, cleaning up after people would, like, come look at all the stuff when, like, you, as a spectator, you could walk down there and be like, look at this scalpel on this tray. Pick it up. Look at this tool. Look at this drill. Look at this whatever, whatever. I don't know that it was a drill. I'm just saying. It wasn't. Okay. A medical historian, Lindsay Fitzharris, said patients had no choice but to be awake the entire time. There are medical accounts that describe the sheer screaming and struggles of patients against the knife. She also has a... And people wanted to go watch this. Yeah. She has a published book called The Butchering Art. I I can't imagine wanting to go watch people scream. No, thank you. No, thank you. Like, here, bite this stick. Okay, he was considered the fastest knife on the West End. (laughs) He was really good at amputations, really fast. Most surgeons lost one in four patients, but he lost about one in ten because he was so quick. Oh. Because they would bleed out. Yeah. Like, you're getting a limb amputated. But that seems good, right? Well, how does it... And he gets there. He gets, oh. Let me I'll tell oh, you okay. about it. I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Okay. And another surgeon said that Liston could perform a leg amputation in two and a half minutes. Oh, and at one God. point, he got it down to 28 seconds. <laughs> you all missed my arm movement, but it was real quick. Like Liston. I did it like him. And he got so full of himself when he would be getting ready to perform a surgery. And he would, quote, say, time me, gentlemen. Time me. Yeah, that's what so, my friend Ashley would do. By the way, if this was if this is Ashley, mm-hmm. this she all the time. She's like, Tommy, see how fast I am because she's such the most competitive person <laughs> on the planet. It's one of the things I love most about her. But I can just you said that, and I'm like, yep, Ashley yeah, would do yeah. that. Here's Ashley doing her surgeries. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and he also was known for taking patients that other surgeons wouldn't take. Other surgeons would be like, I can't do that. You're gonna die on my table. He'd be like, Bet, I hold my beer. <laughs> Bet. Bet. <laughs> So people were just like, he got to be a bit of a show off. Like we knew he was quick. We knew he was good. We got, he was a show off. Mm-hmm. So listen, a guy came to have a bladder stone removed and he was so scared about the surgery that he took off running and he locked himself in a bathroom and listen, this big burly six foot two person comes in and he broke the door down and drug him out screaming so he could do the surgery on him. I mean, I totally would have done the same thing. Yeah. He tied him up. Oh, my God. He said, you're having this surgery. Okay, listen. He was doing a leg amputation, Megan. And um, he was so quick that he 
He was just being really quick, Megan. Mm-hmm. He clipped somebody watching, like, one of the spectators. Because he swung the knife around so fast? hmm And the person, de- like, collapsed dead. Oh, my God. What was he aiming Scared like a sword? What Scared was he him using? real bad. So he passed out and died. And then the patient died later because the wound got infected. And then his assistant got some fingers cut off during that surgery because he was being so quick and not paying attention that the assistant's fingers... He, like, clipped off their fingertips? Yes. Yeah, it could have been a whole finger. I don't know. It just says fingers. But now I'm understanding, like, so he would kill people that weren't just the patient, mm-hmm, but yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. So that's how it gets that's over 100%. Yep. Great. Amazing. Yes. In that one surgery, he... Kills three people in one surgery. So then there's his record. And then there's this one surgery. He's taken off a leg and he's like, I finished this in two and a half minutes. I was so quick. But then he looked down and he took the person's testicles off as well. And then one time he was trying to remove a lump in a boy's neck. He thought it was a skin tag. It wasn't. The boy died from an aneurysm. Just yeah. because it's quick doesn't mean it's good. Yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Amen. You know. Amen. You know. Yeah. We all know. Just getting it over with. <laughs> That's not always the best. In surgery. In surgery. You filthy-minded animals. people. <laughs> yeah, so that's the life of Robert. I mean, you got to imagine... For one, having to have surgery, period, would be terrifying. Yeah. But then, like, this guy comes at you, like, with his, like, I keep it, I'm envisioning, like, nunchuck swords yes, or something, exactly. you know? Yeah, that was Just the sound, around. right? That was the sound of yeah. <laughs> Nunchuck swords. Mm-hmm. But it said he went on to be, like, a super successful surgeon. And he was one of the first surgeons to use anesthesia when it was in- invented. So, man. But imagine being there and, like, oh, oh, I can't. I don't like, like it. What is that? And the show? person screaming on yes. the table. Nurse Ratchet is that? Yes. The, I've only watched like two or three episodes of that, but that reminds me of this. Yeah, I have chills. Yep. Ooh. And there's a season of American Horror Story that takes place in a mental hospital too, and it's so also hard. just awful. Mm. Okay, well, thanks for that. You're welcome. <laughs> Told you it was a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Mm-hmm. We love you so much. So much. We may or may not be back with an episode Friday. Who knows at this point? Who knows what day you're going to get it? It's a surprise every time. Just know that there will be episodes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Someday. Yeah, you'll get them. Okay. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye.